Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts the volume What is going on? John Middlecoff, 3 and Out Podcast. Beautiful Sunday night. Just actually the game's still going on. I just came to the office and press record because I can't watch the Cowboys win 75-3. to you know, What a absolute beatdown. We'll dive into that game. A bunch of other games. Josh Allen, Kansas City. The Colts are humming. Baker Mayfield status. A lot going on this weekend in the NFL. Obviously, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year right around the corner. Uh, great time of year. A little chilly, a little rainy where I am, but, you know, we're, we're right around the corner from playoff college football. The NFL playoffs are now three weeks away, starting to take shape in the uh, kind of the playoff. You know, we, we know basically who's going to win the divisions in the uh, in the NFC, right? I mean, the Rams haven't officially won it. It's over. Arizona's done. So the Cowboys have won it. Tampa's won it. And obviously Green Bay. So the, the NFC is very, very good at the top. Mike McCarthy, I, I was thinking about this, and I've thought about it forever. You know, it's like if you just met some random dude, it's like, yeah, I played in the big leagues. You'd be like, who'd you play for? He'd be like, oh, I played for the Yankees and the Dodgers. You know, it's like, or, you know, it's like you meet some dude that played international soccer. They're like, yeah, I played for Barcelona and Man City. You know, he coached, like his two NFL jobs are the Green Bay Packers 
and the Dallas Cowboys. It doesn't get much better than that. And we've talked, uh, we, uh, me, we, uh, but you probably too, we've taken a lot of shots at Mike McCarthy. What's he actually doing? He's not calling the plays. You got to give him his flowers this season. They won the division easily. They've been a really good team, right? They, they have, I mean, they're, they're potentially going to be the number two seed in the NFC. They're going to host back-to-back playoff games, potentially. Obviously, you got to win in the first round. But here's what I know. If they host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, historically, what has given Tom Brady trouble in the playoffs? A pass rush. Teams that could get after him. What does the Dallas Cowboys have? Pass rushers all over the place. They have one of the most unique rookies we've ever seen. There is no stopping this kid. He's coming from the middle linebacker spot. He's putting him over guards. He's playing like a defensive end. He's a stand-up outside linebacker. I don't even know what you would say his position is. I just know that he sacks the quarterback every game. And he's all over the place all the time. Micah Parsons is a dominant player. And then Gregory and Lawrence. Like, that's going to translate against Tom Brady. And Aaron Rodgers. And Matt Stafford. Like, they have a legitimate chance to win the NFC. Because they do two things really, really well. They obviously, like I said, rush the passer. And then their offense, they can score points when they're on. And if they get games inside that dome multiple times and really just have to take their one shot, you know, outside in Lambeau in the NFC Championship game, I think they have as good a chance as any. Now, it's going to come down, obviously, Dak. I mean, the football team, pretty gutless effort. And Dak hadn't been playing well. But I know this. Like, obviously, Rodgers and Brady are, you know, Brady's the greatest quarterback of all time. Rodgers is going to go down as one of the top five quarterback of all time. But Matt Stafford, the, the Rams are going to win the NFC West. Sorry, Arizona. Uh, say hello to the wild card and being one and done in the playoffs. But I know this about the Cowboys and the Rams. I trust Dakota Prescott way more than I do Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford has a bigger arm. He's more talented or whatever. Dak ain't going to have the 3-4 pick game. Matt Stafford, you saw today against the Minnesota Vikings, those picks left and right. The Dallas Cowboys have a legitimate chance to win the NFC. We make fun of Mike McCarthy. We may just make fun of Jerry Jones the last several years. This team is really, really talented. They're high end. I mean, they have five wide receivers. Three of them are legit. Like you saw Zeke tonight, like when he's healthy, you, you, would you want to tackle that guy? That translates to a snowy game in Lambeau. Give it to 21. See if Green Bay wants to tackle him all, you know, over and over. Now, one major difference, I think, the Green Bay team and this Cowboy team and some of McCarthy's teams that have flamed out in the playoffs in the 2010s was those teams were soft. Now, the Cowboys obviously are a passing team, but their offensive line is really good. Their defensive line is very good, and they're a physical football team. Like, CeeDee Lamb is a physical football player. You know, Amari can break tackle. Like, he's a physical football player. They have a physical football. That, like, that translates to winning big games. Now, I'm not going to pick the Cowboys to win the NFC. I'm going to pick the Packers because they're going to have home field advantage. But I, I, it's crazy to say this. I might like the Cowboys a little bit more than the Bucs, especially not knowing the Bucs injury situation. Because the way you get after Tom is the pass rush. And this team, if they get him in the second round and Jerry's Palace is hosting Tampa Bay, like I, I'll give the Cowboys a pretty good shot to win that game. Because it's hard to block three guys, right? Brady's had some really good offensive lines, but sometimes they ran into some teams that have... It's one thing if you just have one pass rusher, right? I can just double team or just build my protection around the guy. When you have three guys in Parsons, you have no clue where he's coming from every down. It's very, very hard to block those guys. You got to give the Cowboys credit for 
I never thought this would work, but getting rid of Mike Nolan, who we all knew was going to fail, but to go to Dan Quinn, who's Dan Quinn's defenses in Atlanta were terrible. Now, I, I root for bald people, so I was rooting for Dan Quinn. He has been excellent. Like, that defense has been fantastic the majority of the season. And I give him a lot of credit for Micah Parsons. In part of sucking last year, which they really sucked. I mean, they were bad. Now, obviously, Dak shattered his ankle. Led them to Micah Parsons, which is a franchise-changing draft pick, right? So, it just, when you hit on draft picks, sometimes, like, one part of sucking is then if you miss on the draft pick and it doesn't impact you, you're still bitter the following year. Like, the Cowboys have forgotten about 2020 because everyone's just buying number 11 jerseys. And Dak, they don't need that, but they need him to play pretty well. And he clearly has the talent and the ability in him. And I think this week's a big week playing Arizona. You put the nail in their coffin. You make them be a wild card. And uh, you take your chances with, you'd probably, as the two seed, you know, potentially play the Eagles in the first round. You know, which isn't out of the realm of possibility that, you know, if the Eagles get that seven seed... I think they play the Eagles week 17 or week 18. So you'd be like back to back games against the Eagles who I, you know, I think the Cowboys are just going to be, are just a better team man. Now they blew them out earlier in the season. It'd probably be a little more difficult, you know, the third time you would play them and we'll see how it looks uh, in Philadelphia, that final game of the season. But you got to give the Cowboys credit, man. They have, they have bounced back in a big, big way this season when I, I most people did not think they were going to be this good. Well, let's face it. I know I didn't. Uh, I, I thought they wouldn't be as bad as last year, but I didn't expect a twelve and five season. McCarthy, man, he's 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 done some winning for a guy that takes a lot of shit. We talk about being like a middle of the road coach. Now I know he coached Rodgers for a long period of time, and you know, look at Lafleur. He doesn't even get that much credit now. Rodgers gets all the credit. McCarthy just a lot, lot of division championships under his belt, man. <laughs> Okay, let's dive into the rematch in Foxborough, Bills-Patriots. This game, uh, I left my mom's house really early in the morning. Uh, had a long, long Christmas, but I wanted to make sure I was on the couch in my sweats, locked and loaded to watch this bad boy. And it was awesome. And for me, if I had to give an MVP of the day, hell, of the weekend, it would be to Josh Allen. Because let's let's rewind for a second. That game a couple weeks ago in Buffalo felt like it was a symbolic moment, right? One of the biggest games in years, in, in a couple decades, at that stadium. Uh, obviously, the Bills just haven't been that good, so they haven't played that many big games. Last couple years, they've become a playoff team. Last year, there were no fans, despite them having an awesome season, right? Now, it's happening again. It looks like the Bills are poised you know, to kind of meet the Chiefs, you know, maybe for a rematch in the AFC Championship game. And that game was a force of wills. And it was a force of the Patriots' will shoving them around. It was an embarrassing moment. I, I know the players, uh, Hyde and uh, and Poyer, you got mad with the media member about the, the word embarrassing. But it was, you know, I, I understand defensively they only allowed 14 points. But we all witnessed it. Like, that was an awful loss. And sometimes you have a moment like that, it's hard to recover. And then the following week, they got to play Tampa, and they kind of no-show early on, but they battle back, but they still lose the game. Let's face it, their season felt like it was teeter-tottering. I didn't have much faith. 
If I, I didn't bet on this game, but if I had 100%, I was actually thinking about betting on the Bills just because I felt everyone was going to take the Patriots, but I didn't really believe in the Bills. Josh Allen was brilliant today. He was incredible. He, he was the MVP, I thought, of any player I watched today. May, uh, Burrow was pretty good, too. But, but Josh Allen, given the opponent, Belichick, that defense, he threw three touchdowns. He did it all. Throws inside the pocket, throws outside the pocket. He made several plays today, like flipping the ball, this underhand stuff. It was just kind of ad-libbing. It, it was incredible. Running the ball, I think he ran for 65 yards on the ground. couple huge first downs. He was the best player on the field today, and I don't even think there was a close second. And it, I felt it shows you, right? You know, part the best part about football and talking about football and working in football and playing in football is every game matters. And when you have a bad loss or you have a big win, you take a lot from it. And we can make like, we can change our opinions pretty drastically just based on a game. And the best part about huge division games, when you have two really good teams in a division, you get to play them again. And obviously going into Foxborough, a place they don't win, right? It's, it's not a place that Josh Allen, it, not necessarily his fault, but like his franchise had a lot of success over the years. And they thoroughly outplayed him. I mean, they took it to him. You got to give Sean McDermott, who took a lot of heat. I thought Dable's game plan a couple weeks ago was terrible. Put this in Josh Allen's hand. Because the one thing you saw, saw today, like Mac Jones, and listen, it's not fair to compare Mac Jones to Josh Allen. One guy's in his fifth year. The other guy, or I guess this is his fourth year. The other guy is, you know, 75% way through his rookie season. But if you just look at the quarterbacks in the division, Mac, obviously Tua, and Zach Wilson, another rookie. Like, Zach is the most talented out of those three guys, just in terms of arm talent and athleticism. Obviously, Mac, you know, he just doesn't possess, neither does Tua, what Josh Allen has in the bag. And I've come around on Josh Allen because coming out, I didn't see it because he was so inaccurate. He's clearly become a very accurate passer. Sometimes the decision-making can be a little Farvian, but he, the plays he made today were jaw-dropping. That was elite. That's why you pay a guy $150 million for that against the greatest coach ever on the road with your backs kind of against the wall. You know, your season that started off like you were on a rocket ship to be one of the best teams in the league. It was all falling apart and you got it all right back. You made a huge trade. Uh, I guess it would have been last year or two years ago for Stephon Diggs. He was massive. You, you need, sometimes we overthink football. Your best players have to play at high levels in big games. Look at the Patriots. J.C. Jackson, who's been one of the best DBs in the league all season, really for the last couple years, got abused today. Maybe Diggs is just a tough matchup for him, but he got killed. And going back to the game a couple weeks ago, it's not normal to be, to be able to win games like that. Several years ago in the NFC Championship, the Niners won a game with Jimmy Garoppolo throwing the ball eight total times. That's not normal in 2019, 2020, 2021. Matt Jones threw it three times, the, you know, in the game, in the Monday Night Football win. Like, that's, that's, that's an outlier. That'll never happen again for him in his career. It's just not going to be something that, that consistently ever happens. And you saw the, a couple times now against Indy and against Buffalo when you have to put it on him, on his shoulders, and in fairness, they're missing some wide receivers, but let's face it, it's not like those wide receivers are Julian Edelman and Randy Moss and Welker, right? He, he's not going to be able to carry you. They have to play good defense. 
and they have to run the football. And when Josh Allen's going to play like this, you're going to lose. You, you just are. The, the Patriots aren't good enough offensively to hang with a performance like that. Most teams aren't. Like, probably only the Chiefs, if Josh Allen's going to play, like, that's an all-pro performance. That's a performance that only a handful of guys in the league, especially when you factor in the running, even have in the bag. When he takes off like that with his size and speed, how many quarterbacks, obviously there's like Kyler and Lamar, but Josh can take off like a runner and he becomes Cam Newton on the ground. I mean, it's just, and the Patriots are a physical defense. So Sean McDermott, Brian Dayball, Josh Allen, obviously the, uh, you know, the Bills defense really responded. Because they, they got their teeth kicked in, you know, a couple weeks ago. And they needed this one, and they needed this one bad. And now you watch a game like this, you go, listen, if this if their quarterback's on, they can beat anyone on any given day. I, I think we all would agree on that. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests. We're gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Kansas City, Andy Reid, we were talking about it earlier in the season. What did I say? We got to pump the brakes, right? They are turning the ball over, which what felt like it was at a historic rate. Every single game, Mahomes and the offense was accounting for several turnovers, and their defense was not playing well. And I, I, I didn't know their defense was going to turn around like they did. 
But I knew that they were not going to consistently turn the ball over multiple times every game. Well, they cut that out. And then their defense turned into one of the better defenses in the league. So once you cut out the turnovers, and you got Patrick Mahomes, you got Andy Reid, and then your defense starts playing well, do you know what happens? You cruise to the number one seat. They obviously won the division for the sixth straight time. Now, they've benefited, really, beside maybe a Rivers year. The the division has been down. But, like, it's a little bit like the Patriots with Belichick and Brady. Their division can be down, and we can independently say, that's a freaking good team. Like, that is a legit powerhouse squad. And right now, they have to be the heavy favorites to win the AFC. Because, off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure in Mahomes' career... He has never played a road playoff game. He hasn't had to, right? He won't have to again this year. Because the one year they weren't the number one seed with Mahomes, Derrick Henry knocked out Lamar Jackson and they got the AFC Championship game in Kansas City. Well, obviously with the number one seed, they're going to benefit multiple ways, right? Obviously you're going to have every game. The road to winning the AFC is going to come through Kansas City, one. And two, they get the bye. Because there's no longer, remember a couple years ago when Miami beat New England on the final week of the regular season and it flip-flopped between New England and Kansas City, got that two seed. Like, that doesn't even exist. I mean, the two seed, obviously. Is there that much difference between the two seed and the three seed? Mainly, if you both win, I guess you get to host the game, which is a big deal the following week. But you do not get the bye. And the, the Chiefs, you could tell, I mean, they're, they're a little banged up right now. As of recording this, I you know, Clyde might have broken his clavicle. Uh, he'll be out for the season if that's the case, but, and he's really actually played pretty well when he's been on the field this year. Second half of the season, he's been, uh, he looked good. I mean, he had an awesome touchdown today where he was hit by three guys, basically at the line of scrimmage and was like a little bowling ball bounced off and ran right into the end zone. But if Mahomes, like with Josh Allen, if Mahomes is going to play like this and their defense is going to stifle offenses, this team is going to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, if they play the Packers or, they play Tampa or whoever wins the NFC, then it'll probably be a coin flip game. But this, to me, is the best team, especially when you factor in you got to go through Kansas City easily in the AFC. We are we're pretty lucky, right? We transition pretty smoothly from Belichick and Brady to Andy and Mahomes, and it's kind of cool that we got to see them match up in one of the better games of the last decade that that AFC Championship game where. You know, New England was kind of kicking their ass. Then at halftime, Kansas City came storming back, went to overtime. I rewatched that. I remember during 2020. Uh, I think it was during the lockdown. Had nothing to do. NFL Network was just replaying games. That game was better than I remembered. And that was the moment. I think I'd said, I know we got a lot of new listeners. But I remember watching that in like the summer of 2020. Even in a loss, I, I bet Veach and Andy realized, and obviously he won the MVP that year. But for him to come storming back, that's when I, I was like, damn, Mahomes, that that had to be a defining moment in Mahomes' career. Like when his career is all said and done, but, and it's not his rookie season because it was his second year in the league, but his first year starting, to show the moxie, to show the compar- ca- competitive character against one of the greatest dynasties we've ever seen, uh, and the, the fight that he showed in that game was really, really remarkable. But Kansas City, man, they're just... An absolute powerhouse right now. And I think sometimes, and listen, I think we all can relate. You go through a little adversity, you go through some tough times. If you can make it out to the other side, Andy Dufresne style, if you if you can get through the shit and the mud, it's pretty good on the other side because you learn from that, right? Some people will tell you there's no such thing as failing. There's just learning. Now, in football, 
especially in a playoffs or not making the like losses can lead to not extending your season. So you have to you can't just lose all the time. Sometimes losing's okay. And because I've always thought that I remember being in the NFL, you could have a win, a game you probably shouldn't have won, and you don't learn that much from it. Sometimes losing is a good thing. And clearly they were able to do some introspection. They were able to coach them even harder. And they came out, you know, on the other side, way better for it. Now they're kicking ass and taking names because they, unlike the Bills, who's really ebbed and flowed this season, like once the Chiefs figured it out, they have not looked back. They have not flinched. And uh, they're playing at a really, I mean, the Steelers are cooked and they treated them like a cooked team. I mean, they curb stomped them today. Like that, that game was a joke. And listen, I, Roethlisberger's probably got two more games in his NFL career, but the Chiefs made him look like a guy hanging on for dear life. The other thing that this happened on Saturday on Christmas, it's funny, Christmas, and listen, I, I like the NBA, I'm a big Warriors guy, but Christmas was always the NBA's day. Now that the, the NFL does these Saturday games, if Christmas ever falls on a Saturday, it felt like Christmas is now the NFL's day. If it's ever on a weekend, it's not really a fair fight. Feel bad for Adam Silver. He probably got his teeth kicked in going up against Aaron Rodgers and then Kyler and Indy. But I, 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 I've been tweeting about this. I, I, I think I've talked a little bit about this on the podcast. The midseason hard knocks with the Colts is excellent. It is really good. It's 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 so much different than the uh, you know the the hard knocks we usually get. Because, you know, Hard Knocks in August is always based on preseason games. You're always following guys trying to make the team. Like, we've kind of seen that song and dance. And, and I think, and I've definitely talked about it this year, Hard Knocks is over. It's, it's now boring. I, I no longer, after the first episode this year with the Cowboys, I didn't watch another episode. It, I thought it was trash. It's like a propaganda machine for the team. And I don't blame the team. But I, I remember where I felt, and I was thinking about it this weekend over some drinks, I was like, I wonder if Hard Knocks indirectly had an influence on my love of the sport of like always thinking like I would love to work in the NFL because when I was in high school, like in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001, 2002, those Hard Knocks, you got such great insight to the way guys were cut, the way front offices were, the the front office and the coaching staff. I was like, God, that looks really cool. I knew uh, my Davis High football playing days, I had a pretty good idea I wasn't ever going to play in the NFL, let alone play in college. So my only route to the NFL was try to do something like that. And that was, you know, for a young kid, seeing the inside of it was pretty awesome. And we no longer get that. I think we all agree that Hard Knocks sucks now because we don't see, you know, the, the staff meetings. And the staff meetings are by far always the best content. Well, during the season... It's, it's much more about game planning and getting into it. And you really learn the players that are actually on the team and the coaches and, and Chris Ballard. I guess he's not playing a huge role in this hard knocks. But one thing has really stood out to me about the Colts. Now, Chris and Frank, I, I'm going to compare them to the Patriots. And when I say compare them to the Patriots, I don't mean they don't have the resume of the Patriots. And, and Chris and Frank do not act like Bill Belichick. Clearly, Bill would never allow midseason hard knocks. But in terms of the players on their team, they have a very Patriot-like vibe. Their players feel like they would thrive and play, and Bill Belichick would love them, especially their good ones. DeForest Buckner, one of the highest character guys in the NFL, also happens to be one of the best defensive linemen and is one of the more versatile players in the league. Jonathan Taylor, you know what a high-level guy that is? Jonathan Taylor, every team in the league would die to have Jonathan Taylor, the person on their team, let alone the player. 
Uh, Kenny Moore, their you know, guy just made the Pro Bowl this year, actually started his career on the New England Patriots. Their guys are so freaking high level. It is a very enjoyable watch because of the high level group of players they have. They're good. I mean, they are really good. Watching them, I mean, physically, let's face it, I, I'm not going to take a victory lap on the Arizona Cardinals, but I, I think we know uh, they're in shambles. And I think there's a bigger uh, picture question mark. They're no longer in first place. The Rams beat Minnesota today. The Arizona Cardinals, who have been in first place all season long. I mean, at one point in time, I thought they were going to go like 15-2. and two. Like, you can just, you can't really dispute just wins. I mean, they, they had played 13 games. They had won 10 of them. And they just, another loss, another loss. Listen, is size the end-all, be-all at playing quarterback? No, it's not. We've seen it with Russell Wilson, who's had, up until right now, he's kind of in shambles, but has had a Hall of Fame career. Russell Wilson is 225 pounds. He's thick. Look at Baker Mayfield. He's kind of falling apart. Kyler Murray is not built like those guys. He's just much slimmer. And I, I don't know if he's if he gets you know fatigued as the season goes on, but he does just kind of fall apart. And their head coach just has no history of winning big games, mainly because he never has. But it can't be argued that the Arizona Cardinals have an equally talented team as the Indianapolis Colts, and the Colts pushed them around. The Colts are coming because the Colts can do a couple things that translate in January, and they're not going to probably host playoff games, right, because they're a wild card team. Unless somehow the Titans <clears throat> you know, lose these last couple weeks, which, you know... Probably won't happen. I, I don't even know. Who, I'd have to look up who they're playing. But, you know, Indy, they have a culture there with their players. Like, it's obviously they have really good players. I mean, I think they had the most players on the Pro Bowl for any team. And listen, as guys drop out of the Pro Bowl, not everyone that makes the Pro Bowl is the same, right? And being an All-Pro is more important than being a Pro Bowl player. But when you make the Pro Bowl as, like, le- the legit Pro Bowl, like right now, before the game's played... That's that's a legitimate honor, I, I think. And for the most part, looking at the team, like it's the best players in the league. And they have a shitload of them. And if their quarterback can just play under control like he did the other night, like they got a chance to make some serious noise in the playoffs. Like they're the type team who could play with the Chiefs because they have a physical defense and they can run the ball, meaning they can kind of control the clock. Now, you know, the one thing that doesn't have a lot of parallels probably with the Patriots is... I doubt uh, Belichick would love Carson Wentz. Not really his type player. But if you can just get solid Carson Wentz, not the hero syndrome, him not turning the ball over, this team can beat anyone on any given week. And they're playing their best football right now. Physicality, defense translates in big games. Especially in games that are going to be played outside. Kansas City's going to have weather. You know, who knows? The Bills could win that division. They're going to have weather. You know, Tennessee, Nashville's a beautiful place, but it can be cold there. Uh, That stuff works outside. Now, you know, last year, Rivers was kind of cooked, was at the end. He was like a better version of what we're seeing right now with Roethlisberger. I I don't really know how to, you know, uh, describe Carson Wentz. Kind of a roller coaster ride. So I I wouldn't place a bet on them to win the Super Bowl more because of him. But the infrastructure around him, <clears throat> Frank Reich, I watched their Twitter account after the game, gave the game ball to the general manager. Now, part of it is this week was crazy. All these COVID guys, if you could just get out of this week with a win, who cares how it looks? Who cares how many you know points you won by? Someone DM'd me today, like uh, basically getting mad that the Eagles aren't using Jalen Hurts right. 
It's like I didn't watch much of that game, but you guys, you guys won by 24 points. Like it's, it's the NFL. You won by three score, four scores. I guess three scores if you count, they get every two point conversion. But you won by 24 points. It doesn't always have to look pretty, especially on a week when COVID guys are going left and right. You have all these, every team is mixing, matching, missing offensive linemen, missing skill guys. You just win, you survive, and get to the next week. And that's kind of what everyone's trying to do. And if you can win in convincing fashion, the more, you know, the better, right? But there's no style points in the NFL. This isn't the BCS. You're not trying to earn, you know, spots for the committee. You're just trying to win. That's, that's all that matters is the win-loss record in the NFL, unlike college where I saw Luke Fickle had a quote that was like, this year was really taxing on them, which understandable because they knew that every game was going to be under the magnifying glass and the microscope. And if they didn't win pretty enough that they wouldn't move up, the, that's, that's not the case in the NFL. You just win. And luckily with 17 games, unlike college football, if you start like one and three, you got no chance to go dancing, right? But in the NFL, like the Colts, you can start slow, then you don't have much room for error. You got to rattle off like, you know, six, seven of eight, right? But you can do that when you have really good players. And Frank's a really good coach. But to me, it just gets back to the culture of the type guys they have. I, I really enjoy watching them play football right now. I think we the Tampa won the division today, some hats and t-shirts. Dallas hats and t-shirts before they even played. Kansas City hats and t-shirts. Um... It's just we're starting to get somewhat of a feel. Still a lot of moving parts. The wild cards in both, you know, the NFC and AFC are wide open. Uh, you know, a lot of teams still have a shot these last couple weeks. But I, I think we got a pretty good idea, definitely in the NFC, you know, who's going to host playoff games. The seeding is definitely still up in the air. I, I think the Packers feel like a lock to be the one seed. Like if the Packers in Kansas City. The road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Lambeau and it's going to go through Arrowhead, which it did last year, right? And Kansas City took care of business and Green Bay couldn't. There's going to be a lot of pressure, man, and deservedly so, because last year was the first time that Aaron Rodgers ever hosted a, a championship game. All his previous championship games, even the year that he won the Super Bowl, won it on the road, right? And all the other championship games that he's lost have always been on the road. Last year, it was all set up for him. I think their team's better this year. Now, they got to get some guys back still, but it's they got to win the NFC. You know, I, I picked them last year. I'm going to pick them again. They they have the best player right now in football. Uh, they have an incredible home field advantage in theory. I mean, they've they've actually lost a lot of playoff games in Lambeau, but they they just feels like their time, right? We don't even say that about Kansas City. We just have confidence in them. It's weird. Like we have confidence when we watch Green Bay play during the regular season. They just they win a boatload of games. They're doing it again this year. But it, it does, it's going to, do they get tight or do they play loose? Because if they can play loose, they have one of the best players I've ever seen at wide receiver. I mean, Devontae Adams is on a completely different level right now than everyone. He is a, just as a fan of football, it's a joy to watch him play football. It, it really is. That guy, and knowing people that know him really well, uh, knowing his character as a football player in terms of his work ethic, how much he cares about his craft, how much it means to him to be an elite football player, it shows. Because he's he's an unstoppable force. He, he, he really is. And, the, you know, I know Colin got, got some joy with Baker Mayfield. Uh, I, 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 people ask me a lot, and a lot of you guys DM me about what are they going to do with him. I don't think it's that complicated. You're not going to do anything. You're going to roll it back. He'll play on his fifth-year option and just see what happens. You're not paying him any money. 
under no circumstances would you offer him a contract, even if it was $20 million a year. You just play it out. You're in zero rush. Your, your team is run by two Ivy League guys that did not draft Baker Mayfield. Now, he still might be their best option for 2022, but they don't need to even offer him extension. One, he probably wouldn't take it because their offer would be terrible. But you just just let it play out. I, I think we're always, like it's a no-brainer with a Patrick Mahomes or a Devontae Adams or a Jonathan Taylor or whoever, right? The best young players, you always want to Nick Bosa, extend as soon as humanly possible. But then there's a group of guys that you just don't have enough information or the information you do doesn't make you feel good. Well, just let it play out. Just let's see where it goes. And to me, that is the category in which Baker Mayfield falls under. Let's just see where it goes. Let's see how he plays. Because as of today and as of right now, I just, if I was those guys and what I envision those guys doing is nothing, (laughs) is no contract and just making it play out in 2022. Like I would imagine the Giants are going to do with Daniel Jones. They won't pick up his fifth-year option, and they'll just let him play it out. See what it goes. Which, obviously, I'm not comparing Daniel Jones to Baker. Baker's had more individual success than Daniel Jones has, clearly. But I think everyone, we just like, what kind of contract? Why why do we need to give anyone a contract that doesn't, quote-unquote, deserve it? And deserve's a tough word to use because deserve can be in the eye of the owner, of a general manager who can have biases. But some stuff is pretty clear. And Baker Mayfield, to me, is pretty clear. Just let it play out, which is not an ideal situation to be in with a number one overall quarterback, but that's where they're at, right? The the Bills didn't hesitate to give Josh Allen all that money. But Josh Allen physically and the gifts he possesses are in a different stratosphere than Baker Mayfield. So I I understood them doing that, even if it was based kind of on one year with no fans. I mean, it it was a little risky. But those two guys that paid Josh Allen were the coach of the GM that drafted him. That's not the case with Baker Mayfield. Like, a lot of times, you're so much, you're, you're going to give the guy the benefit of the doubt. And some, sometimes this is wrong when he's your guy, when you pulled the pick, trigger on the pick. But when you didn't, and then he's not playing that well, I, you know, I, I, I think that's when you hesitate and just let things run its course and, and just play out, I get. And, it, and, and I guess then if it runs its course and he's not good enough, you move on. Because I keep hearing, like, what are they going to do? I don't know. It's not, it's not like he's great now. So if in two years they have to find a new quarterback, so be it. It's not an ideal situation to be in. But right now, having the number one overall pick, you know, from several years ago, not play anywhere near the number one overall pick is not an ideal situation either. Enjoy the week, and I will see you Tuesday. Adios. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.